Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, so many players. If you looked at Clemson the other night, they were spent by halftime. The Tigers had tired them out. He didn't even have all his defense players in one play to miss Tony, it sounds like your uh, your your phone is in the rotation. Has had a few too many minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're, you're in a you're cutting out pretty big you're, time. You're here. really ro- yeah yeah. You're you, you've been playing a lot of minutes. Can you hear us? Yeah, I don't know. I think we lost him. I, yeah, the tone, I do understand what he's saying. I though. Get, I, I get what it. Yeah, and that and the that perception it, was that the reality, and he was playing a lot of players to tire the other team yes, out, and you're requ- going to miss three pointers based on legs. That it requires it requires right. a a, law, a deep roster in order to play defense and yeah. pressure the way they do it to tire the other teams out. I do understand what he's saying by that. I don't completely disagree with that, except that. There is a limit to how deep you can go on your own roster. <laughs> yes. Even, and so even if it requires your guys also being tired. And so, uh, yes, he's not wrong that he, those Clemson guys were not prepared for that no. pace and that kind of pressure. Uh, so I'm with him there. But, like, also, just because you want to play that style doesn't mean you have to play 11 players because you may not have 11 players who are who at this moment no. – or can play at the level you need them to. There is a give and take there. You can't just go, hey, we want to play fast and we want to play hard defense, so i got to play 12 dudes. You'd That's rather see a line with eight players playing 30 minutes rather than yeah. 11 playing 20. And maybe not play – if you have to slow down and not play as fast or not press as much right. in order to only play eight players, I'm okay with that as opposed to playing the 10th and 11th guy who who yeah. the, the drop-off is so large yeah. that – Okay, let's just let's just slow down. Well, and the other thing is, you're this is a constant with Penny, and this is not a, 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 a me taking a swipe at him. You now have to figure out how to use Naquan Tomlin and figure out sure. that part of the rotation. Sure, absolutely. Um, because and Malcolm Dandridge has been very comfortable. Like this is the best version of this him. Is the best version he, he's ever he played. He said in the press conference yesterday, it's the most fun he's been having playing it's, for the Penny's team. He's, this is his fifth year. Yeah, um, it's the best he's ever looked. Yeah. Oh, and Tony saying that uh, people knocking on Penny's, Penny's coaching ability. Here's the thing: is that um, and. Uh, Nobody, I don't know anything about doubting Penny's basketball acumen. Like right. what the guy knows and understands basketball, but the one of the things is it doesn't matter how smart he is at it and how well he understands it. If you're if what you're trying to get your players to do is over your players' head, it doesn't matter how good of a play you you draw up. Yes. If they can't do it, well then that 
Yes. Then that, that it, you're not helping anything. You can't be like, listen, I drew up a great play. They just didn't run it. Well, he, you've yes. got to be able to draw up plays that they understand and they can run without having to think about it. They just know how to do it. And maybe that Rick Stansberry, who has always been a college coach, um, knows maybe the X is a no. Maybe he knows co- what he understands. Yes. yes. What is not at it. Well, at, there, at a there college are level also versus NBA level. there are. There are also going to be differences in programs in college basketball. And let me let me explain what I'm saying there. I'm not talking about you're not better than Duke because you probably are this year. If you're at Virginia or Creighton or Clemson or Jim Beheim back when he was with Syracuse, you had a system and you had four-year players yes. who were running zone who were running the same sets of of stuff for four years. Sure. That's no longer the case. No. You're going to have dudes who've never played together playing these games, and then you add guys midseason. This is a different type of a deal. And frankly, I like it. I want sure. studs. Yeah. I want I want you know Naquan Tomlin on the roster. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's the challenge for the coach. Then is okay. Um, how many? Who's shooting the ball? What's what's the minute load, and who are my eight best players, and how do you work that all out? Because in the past, I think it's fair to say, there's a reason why fans have been critical of that because the results didn't yield what they're yielding now. Absolutely, it's hard to develop when you when you're swapping a roster like that all the time. It's hard to not only develop chemistry but to also develop a pecking order. Right, like if a guy like it's clear on the Grizzlies. Ja, it's Ja. Starts with Ja. He's, <laughs> he's up here. Yeah, no, and yeah, you got the ball. We don't even have to tell anybody that. Yeah. It, it 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 works itself out. Yeah. And I think previously, like with so let's take the Imani Bates thing for a yeah. minute, where Penny tried to force Imani as being the top of the pecking order in order to satisfy mm-hmm. egos. Well, the players on the floor were like, "Dude, players know." Yes. That guy's not the top of the pecking no. order, and so well. it kind of it all backfired in his face. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. Like, even David Jones being, um, I feel like it's clear, he's established himself as top of the pecking order. Mm-hmm. And I, maybe it's harder in with college basketball players, especially when everybody, when when you're all getting them together, they're all first-year players together, the, it, to develop chemistry, and for everybody on the team to also realize, okay, that guy's the top of the pecking order, and then we all fit in around him. Yeah, That's not easy to do, and... I mean, as we've seen, like there was one of the games they lost. Uh, I guess with Javon, when kind of Javon Quinley kind of yeah. took over and took some wild shots at the end. And you're yeah. like, Wait, why is David Jones not getting the ball? And Penny was like, mm-hmm. I have a toothache. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, like, and, and he said that you know, and and he's not going to be perfect. You shouldn't you shouldn't have to worry about your coach being perfect because they're not. No, not at all. Um, you're going to have games where you 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 know me, you mess up your rotation. Of you, course, you make a decision just, here or there. Maybe but. it's it's you know it takes a minute. So yeah. to p- give Penny credit, it takes a minute to get chemistry yes. and to get these guys to buy in and to get them to understand their role yep. on the team. So yep. I feel like we're getting better at that now. We'll take one more call. You're live on 92.9. Go ahead. Yeah, how's it going today? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I just got to say it. I've, I've been saying it for five years. It makes a difference when you have a point guard that can execute. Oh, with Kenny Davis and Quinley. And um, it starts to stop right there. And I used to call all the time. And I'm not going to call names, but now Penny finally has a point guard that can actually run the team and score, and we put pressure on the defense with his playmaking. Yep, that's well said, man. Thanks for listening today. Appreciate you. He's not wrong. No, it, it makes it. I mean, the, one of the one of the two biggest differences in the last two years was that Kendrick Davis, Javon Quinley, yeah. the, the guys running the show, 
are are that's st- elevated the team. Are a step above. Yeah. And everything just seems to run smoother. <laughs> yes. When you have that going it on. It really does. Let's get Parth in here from the Daily Memphian. Uh Parth Upadier is the beat writer for the Memphis Tigers, and he joins us in studio next on 92.9. Now, back to the Jason and John Show. Live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at leaderscu.com slash ESPN. 92.9 FM. ESPN. Today, Ingram Hills, J.R. Moore, along with producer Brad Carson in studio. Tigers beat UVA 77-54 last night at FedEx Forum. It was a raucous party, and it was fun to watch on ESPN2. We had big boy television last night, J.R. We did have big boy television. It's a lot easier to be able to find it than having <laughs> it was, to go on ESPN+. Nice. Plus. No, no streaming yeah. issues. No. No, I enjoyed the game on television and right before watching Ja, and we welcome uh, to the studio. Thanks for coming in. We've got Parth from the Daily Memphian. Uh, Parth, uh, how was the game in person? Because we watched it on television. It was impressive, man. Like, obviously, I grew up in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. I grew up on ACC basketball, so I've, I've seen, you know, Virginia. Watched them, you know, as a child, and to see that team uh, get out of their element so much, you know, yeah. be rattled, yep. be not poised, be, you know, not collected, that was the most impressive thing to me, personally. Nice. I think for like everybody, like that, that is, that is a thing. Oh, well, you can beat Virginia if you just speed them up and get them. It, easier not, said than done. Easier <laughs> said than done. No, it's it's a, it's an obvious strategy, but nobody can pull it off. Exactly. And so, I, you know, I thought it was pretty impressive that the Tigers were able to to like out of the gate, like, oh, we're just going to come out and go 13, 13 to one and make you speed up. I, did y'all hear? Tony Bennett afterward, like he was very complimentary of the whole thing. Super complimentary, just kind of marveling at Penny's defensive strategy. And that's you know that's freaking Tony Bennett, a guy who you know is known as a defensive mastermind, right? Like absolutely. To hear him say those words about Penny Hardaway, um, that's certainly got to be. He was surprised, I think he said too, right? He said he didn't think there that that Virginia's defense. He kind of was taking a swipe at his own team. I guess he wasn't happy with his defense last night. Yeah, I think he more so than the defense. He was kind of harping on uh, the fact that. They couldn't handle Memphis's pressure, right? right. He said he was uh, surprised about Memphis's length and athleticism. He'd seen it on tape, but blocking you know, threes, sure, yeah, right, yeah, right. That but sort to, to kind of see it in person, he said, right. was, was a different beast. To be fair, he he plays against an ACC schedule every year, and everybody knows what the the, the report is on how to beat Virginia, <laughs> yeah. and that. So, like, for him to be – I can understand why he'd be surprised. He sees the best athletes in the country every year try to speed his team up and turn and make his team turn the ball over, and nobody ever does it. So, like, I can see why he's like, wow, okay, I didn't see that coming. Exactly. There was a guy in the media room, a guy named Jeff White, who works for UVA Athletics, mm-hmm. you know, writes for their their sports site, um, and he's been covering UVA basketball, football since the late 90s, I believe. So uh-huh. I looked at him, you know, before Bennett comes out, and I said, hey, man, like – When's the last time you've seen the Cavaliers look look like that, right? right. Like look like um, just not composed and not together and, and turning the ball over, throwing yep. the ball everywhere. And he couldn't think of it. Yeah. So, so I went back and looked, <laughs> and Virginia hasn't had 18 turnovers in a game since uh, January 15th, 2020 against FSU. Dude, that's So it's been it's been a while. What is that? Three, ridiculous. You know, that's a long more time. More than three years since they've had that many turnovers in a game. It's not what they do. It's uncommon, no. quite frankly. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was telling Brad earlier, that they, they hold their opponents to 55 points a game, yep. and they don't turn the ball over. And literally, 
the opposite happened last night, and I think that all the credit. Goes I will to the say Tigers this though: the, the one couch to all this, if, if we're couching this, and I don't want to couch it because it's a rank win, it's a quad one opportunity. You're at home, but this is clearly not your typical UVA roster, as a couple of people pointed out yesterday. You got several freshmen on the roster. You got one really pretty ball dominant senior. They couldn't really hit last night, and I think the length. The Tigers do have length, man. When you see somebody block a, a, th- a legit three point in a recovery. You know, like it's that is that is, and then they're only going to add to it. What do you know so far about the Naquan Tomlin edition, uh, Parth? Yeah, obviously the school announced his signing. It's official now. Pen to paper has been has been put, so to speak. He can sit on the bench. He can practice with the team. Um, they are waiting for confirmation of his graduation status from Kansas State, which you know people in the program expect to come today. So once that does come, once that paperwork is you know in Memphis's hands, so to speak. Then he's good to go. Then he's cleared to play in games. And even Penny said last night that you know as soon as he's cleared, he expects to or not expects he he's going to put he's going to put Naquan sure. out there. And wow. that you know high chance that could be against Vanderbilt on Saturday. Part of my ignorance on this, but like I, we're past the days of people having to thumb through a file cabinet <laughs> to like find <laughs> his graduation status. What it's ridiculous. Why does this take so long? What what is the what's going on? Like, well, I'm sure they're not happy about this too, right? Because at least the basketball program, because we know the president was the one who made the decision to cut him, and right. they are not that the, the basketball program is not happy they're losing Naquan. So Tomlin. do you think you think there's some funny business going no. on? They're taking so long to send I, I it over. So I don't think well, there's any precarious. So long. It's a, that's a great question though. Like <laughs> we're in the internet up, age. You just you just go into your search and yeah. say Naquan Tomlin. Tomlin. <laughs> Is he graduated? Yeah. Do we have to go to the registrar? Right? <laughs> like like we're back it? when we were in college, know. you know, you go to the registrar's go to the office. From from what I was told, there's there was literally one professor who had to put his grade in the system for oh it to gosh. all be good. So I think I they're say, still waiting on guys take Mr. Their professor time. over there yeah. at K State. Look, professor, <laughs> professor, uh, whatever your name is, like get it right. together so we can get our basketball <laughs> Listen, program. Going. I'm married to a college professor, and to be <laughs> oh, fair, yeah. she gets her grades on in on time. Good as. As she's in the portal. Shout she's in her. the portal. That's exactly right. <laughs> These Shout kids, out to my they wife. spend more time watching the damn portal than they do the actual homework is the truth of it. Like, get go, go study while we're waiting for the grade to arrive. So, uh, Parth, and your name is the most impossible. I'm sorry. Upadiai. 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 That's good. Is that good? That's good, man. That's oh, good. good. And I was only joking, you know, about... I, I'm going <laughs> to get kind of butchering it earlier, but... <laughs> Everybody butchers it, though. Everybody I actually it. thought I nailed it, and you're like, you kind of butchered it there the first time. I'm like, but no, <laughs> you are covering these games. You are the beat writer for the Daily Memphian. We will call you Parth to make it easy. It's sort of like Giannis. You're like Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Parth, the or, Greek freak. You know, or Drake or whatever. Or Drake, yeah. 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 be a one-namer. I <laughs> yeah, like just, this. We just want to oh, jaw, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about watching these games now, and you've been doing this beat now for a couple of years, these last two games, are they the most dynamic you've seen in terms of FedEx Forum, environment, ticket sales, fans? I mean, we've obviously had three ranked wins. Has this been sort of the, the, the highlight so far? I know we had the tournament run last year, which was awesome, until it wasn't. Um, <laughs> um, but now, this year, seeing what you've seen, is it different? Yeah, I'll say, so obviously, you know, I started on the beat last year, covered the full season. It's been 11 games this season, so nothing has topped so far, not even close to what we saw in the regular season finale, right, at FedEx Forum last yeah. season when mm-hmm. they played Houston. That place yep. was buzzing. Man. Yeah. Like, you could feel it. Yep. Um, obviously, CBS game, uh, primetime, all of that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these past two, man, they they haven't been that, but they've been top five, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and from all the home That's games awesome. I've covered so far. So it's been a special environment, and the, the players have noticed as well, and obviously Penny has. 
Nice. And this game Saturday, they've scheduled, they've got UConn, and we got Parth here in studio talking about Memphis Tigers basketball after the uh, the UVA win. Did Saturday, UConn? Uh, I, I meant uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Why did I say UConn? Yeah, no UConn, that'd be, that'd be kind of scary. Two different Honestly, teams. it'd be a lot better if it were UConn. But <laughs> no it doubt. is a CBS game. Why is that? Yeah, I don't know. I think they expected Vanderbilt to not be this bad, right? I think Jerry's in, what, year five now? They expected him to continue building. For now. (laughs) For now. For now. now. And look, Vanderbilt was trending upward toward the end of last season. You know, they made a real push. They made a run there, yeah. yeah. Um, They didn't make the NCAA tournament, but many people thought this would be a tournament team heading into this year. Yeah. Uh, Still early, but they've looked the opposite. <laughs> sure. tournament What's happening? So like, does he have injuries, or did he have guys transfer out that he thought he was going to keep? Like, what? What's happening? Man, honestly, I couldn't tell you. They just they just lost a, a starter recently. I'm blanking on the guy's name, yep. but yeah. um, I'll pull you know the they, that that guy's out for the season, and um, just another hit to an already sure you know, team that's trending downward. Obviously, they lost to Western Carolina last night. Yikes! Oh um, gosh. Yeah, that's Man. tough. It is tough. That's, it is. that's well, a rough We're go. spoiled now because we've had all these ranked wins. We want people to be ranked when they play us. That's we exactly don't want, right. We don't want you younger, you underlings here. We want the ranked teams. <laughs> no, um, that's right. No doubt. And it's tough because they're not going to see another ranked opponent until no. yeah. February, so, what is it, 28th when FAU comes problem. to town? It, that it is, is the problem. It is a problem, but I mean... So far, you've handled this non-conference beautifully. The exactly. Ole Miss being the only sort of blemish, I think, that we all point to. And obviously, the blowout from uh, Villanova. You know, the Villanova one was pretty easy to write off. But it did feel good when they got that Arkansas win right out of the gate. I thought that was a, a key sort yep. of win. They looked really good. And, and his, you know, Musselman's teams are really good usually. Of course. What, did, what, have you, what have been the highlights so far? You had the Arkansas and the Ole Miss was a tough one. But then these last three have probably been the highlights so far. Yeah, I think the just to take a step back, the highlights have been, you know, this team coming out the gate, right, without their head coach, turning it around, you know, in that game against Missouri, then having some flat performances, you know, mm-hmm. quite frankly, against I think it was what Jackson State or yep. Alabama State rather, yep. the next game. Um, then they go to the Bahamas and they, you know, they look great against Arkansas, they look great against Michigan. Um, you know, now at that point, a few weeks after, we didn't we don't know and we still don't know how good Arkansas and Michigan are, right? Right. Like mm-hmm. Arkansas, I'm guessing they're gonna get it together with the talent they have, but there's no there's no guarantee. They're seven and four right now. Villanova's yeah. a weird thing. And and then they get crushed <laughs> by Villanova and yeah. there's all these questions, right? Like is this Well the team- cool thing about playing these SEC opponents, even Villanova, mm-hmm. is they're gonna have opportunities to write the ship a little bit. Exactly. You yes, know, like exactly. Villanova might be four and seven or whatever, but it's like they, who's to say they get healthy, you get a run, you get a couple of ranked here at the, at the end, and you can save your job like Stackhouse did, you know? That's exactly yeah. right. And then those teams will get credit just for playing each other, of you course. know, in their league, yeah. right? We know that. Of course. So, but aside from that, man, like, they, obviously, they looked flat against uh, Villanova. They mm-hmm. lose, lose to Ole Miss. They yep. looked ugly, um, quite frankly, in, in the win against VCU. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking to uh, Javon Quinterly and Caleb Mills afterward, and, man, that was the most loss type win that I've ever covered on this beat, mm-hmm. right? Does that yeah. make sense? Like you could see them them looking dejected and saying the team doesn't yeah. have chemistry and we're still trying to figure out our roles and where the hell is Jordan Brown? You know, all yeah. these questions have arisen <laughs> at that sick. point. And then literally, <laughs> so weird. less than a week later, you walk into College Station and handle, you know, a yeah. Texas A&M Big team. Um, that was good. In a win that, you know, the score looked a lot closer than it was, right? Yes. Yeah. It got tight towards the end, but Memphis was in full control in that game. You follow that up by beating Clemson, who yep. you know, was surging, 13th yeah. in the country, undefeated. Absolutely. And then, to top it all off, third straight win against a ranked opponent last night, um, just demolished Virginia. So I think that's been the, the coolest thing to see is just uh, yeah. the team coming together so quickly after, right. after a couple flat outings. Absolutely. We talked a little bit about Naquan Tomlin being an addition to this roster. Um, w- w- Mikey Williams. 
this is the uh, sort of the elephant in the room, right? Um, because his attorney came on the Jason and John show last week. Yep. Clearly expressed interest in trying to join this team this year, but also said, hey, it was sort of like, I'm paraphrasing here, if it doesn't happen this year, we're still interested in coming to Memphis next year. Your thoughts on the Mikey Williams saga? Yeah, I think it's very unlikely, in, in my opinion, that he joins the team this year. Like, look, we're already December 20th, right? Like, so it's about to be the holidays. You know, then you're looking at the start of start of league play, yeah. January 4th against Tulsa. Um, and there's still a process that the university has to go through, right? There's still people that have to, you know, evaluate this and, and look it's at the It's the academic committee that is put together for all students, not just him. Correct. Right? And that was kind of the confusion there, um, that this is the same process for for an athlete or non-athlete, anybody who's an incoming student at the U of M mm-hmm. that has pending legal troubles, right? You check that little box in the application that says, hey, have you ever had a, right. had a felony charge? Sure. Okay, yeah. check, and then you go through a different process. Not then. that I can recall. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Then you go through a different process than a regular student would. So that still has to happen. Um, and, you know, by the time that happens, it might be, you know, who knows? It might be February, right? Right. Is there any point in bringing him on then? Even if he is stamped and sealed and approved, probably not at that point. So I think the most likely circumstance here is we'll see Mikey Williams in a Tigers uniform. Um, and Jr., you're shaking next your head. Season. I mean, I think you're kind of with it, me on this. I think. It, I mean, I think it'd be a terrible idea. Yeah. You. You. Fi- it feels like you <laughs> finally fine with the center from Kansas State. Yeah. Not so fine with Mikey Williams in a loaded point guard. Well, you say you're not exactly short on right. wings and point guards. Like that's right. that. That's actually where they're pretty deep. So that's uh, right. They need help size, right. which they're getting. Look, man. Unless Mikey's willing to come in and pretty much either take a redshirt year or yeah. just be a practice guy, like, right. like be a part of that group that Carl Sharon finds yeah. in. Sure. That J.J. Taylor's in. Yes. That Jonathan Pierce kind of in. He's not going to get those kind of minutes. Like, is he Is he going to be okay with that? Uh, that I, I, yeah. I doubt it, right? It not, like somebody, no. It feels like an Imani Bates thing to where he becomes a problem and a locker yeah. room issue because he's not getting the playing time. That's that unnecessary. That's torpedo That's what you're going to do. They're finally <laughs> developing team chemistry. It feels like they're, devel- they're developing a pecking yeah. order. It feels like they are kind of, they're kind of going, all right, David Jones is our dude. Right. That's our, that's our hoss, and then we're going to fill yeah. in around him. It feels like the team is buying into that. Yeah. Exactly. And, and Javon Quinterly said as much after the Texas A&M win. He said right. the team had several um, player-only meetings. And sure. They kind of, you know, for lack of better terms, they kind of appointed David Jones saying, right. hey, man, you're our guy, but these are the expectations. If you want to be our guy, this is right. what you got to do. You can't – you got to make the right play. You can't force it shots. Feels you like can't they're do this, doing do that. It. And they're all doing it. They're and all buying it, in. Why you would even – I mean, I guess publicly I understand because Penny's made it a point to be like, hey, I, I'm loyal. I stick with my guys. And maybe – so I guess publicly – to say that, you know, they're well, not going to make a decision on Mikey Williams just yet. There's an NIL component There's to this that we're that not too. talking about. Am I exactly wrong, Parth? Right. I mean, I, you, you're not, you can't report on it. We're not talking about it. But the truth is, if you're paying somebody yeah. to be on the roster via a sponsor, yep. the, this, that, that, that screws with everything. Absolutely. It just does. It does. Like, that's the thing we don't hear about. Right. And we all talk about it off the air, but there's there's no reporting on it. We, we don't get those numbers. It's it's yeah. a hell of a job to try to balance that. I feel like that's a tough thing that's going to go in maybe future NIL deals is like, we're going to pay your guy unless he's a felon. I think <laughs> that would be no. a good that would be a good little stipulation. Right? You, know, <laughs> you get a discount when they're a felon. <laughs> no. No. No, when you become the felon. Will, will there be a the day number, where we know what the, the numbers number are? I, that's what I want to know. I want to have a sa- I want to see what the salaries are. I want to sure. see what uh, what is Quinterly making. I want to see that, you know, because right now it's sort of buried. It's in these collectives. Yeah. It's 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 in the abyss. Uh, we're going to have Greg Anthony from TNT in the next segment. So I got one more for you unless 
uh, JR's got one. That I do want to say, uh, last question is from me, uh, what is the illness that Jordan Brown has, speaking of <laughs> stuff we don't talk about? Man, Can whatever it is, what? it must be something serious, I mean, man. Let's, let's play for We thought Hawkins that guy, was sick, man. man. What's going on with Jordan Brown? So, I mean, you know, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, yeah thoughts and prayers, I mean, no doubt. But look, really, last night was the first time that Penny was asked about this, right, in terms of, uh, the Jordan Brown saga. Not the first time he's asked about it, but the first time he responded to a question from the media oh, without mentioning a sickness. Sure. He never said he's sick. He never said he's ill. Nor did he say Jordan Brown is still with our program. What, what did he, he say? What, paraphrase. What he, what he did say, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. like you said, Brad, um, is that you know I don't know. We have not turned the page yet, and I think that's about verbatim. I got to go back to my Aye. story and find that quote. But man, the fact that he said that shows you that. There, you know, yeah. My bye. Right. Yeah. He gone. Right. Got it. He gone. Parth Upadhyay. There you go. Nailed it. Daily Memphian. Yes, sir. Yes. He is the columnist for the Way Memphis go, Tigers for the Daily Memphian. Parth, thank you. Appreciate y'all. Fun, thanks for, fun thanks as for coming in. Appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. That is Parth. You can read him in the Daily Memphian. All Tigers stuff there, and he'll be covering the game on Saturday against the Doors, the Commodores. The Doors. Not UConn, which no, unfortunately Jim Morrison UConn will is not be no. showing up either. No. Greg Anthony from TNT called the game last night for TNT Television, and he'll join us next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk about job. Let's get right to it. We have a, a special guest here, the one and only Greg Anthony. Who is the analyst, the lead analyst for TNT? He was on the call last night to see Ja do what Ja does there at the end. Greg, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know you're, you're traveling, you're in airports, and uh, you're doing us a favor for doing this. Thanks for doing it on short notice. How are you, man? Uh, no worries. I'm doing well. I'm sure all the fans in Memphis have to be pretty excited about that performance. That was uh, pretty impressive uh, what they were able to do to come back from 24 down, and, and obviously with Ja's return and just the overall impact that he had and the confidence that he really instilled in those guys, uh, particularly down the stretch. Yeah, earlier in the season, uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves were in town and you had you know uh, Anthony Edwards taking shots at Memphis because the vibe in the arena was down, and he was right. It was down, man. It was uh, it was brutal for those first 25, and we were reminded there at the end what John ja Moran brings to the table, call 12. Uh, I-, I was struck by the, the, the number one reason I wanted to have you on is something you said at the very end there, which is you, you said it, and you said it uh, sort of matter of factly, and I think you're right. Is there anybody that can guard him one-on-one in a situation like that? And 
night. He had a terrible shooting night. He was 0 for 5. But even when you slough off of him and you give him 10 feet and he gets a run at it and you kind of know what's coming, you still can't guard him. Is there anybody else that uh, can guard that guy? No. Listen, when you, when you look at the truly great players in our league, none of those guys have ever been guarded. A tough shot or maybe they make a, a, a mistake in terms of what they decide to do. And I thought he did that earlier. You know, he had an opportunity like that uh, uh, maybe a minute before, and he took a three that went in and out. And I felt like, man, you're in a penalty. Uh, they're struggling to contain you just to tack the rim, you yeah. know. And, and then he did it on that last possession. Now, I, I thought that New Orleans made a mistake in terms of what their approach was defensively. In those situations, you got to go. You run a second defender at him, and you make somebody else make a play. Uh, I, I was a little surprised. I mean, I, look, there's ego, there's some pride, and you want to believe as a defensive team that you can contain guys and force difficult shots. But, you know, he had proven all night that he could get where he wanted to in the paint. Uh, and the shot blocking capability just wasn't there. The rim protection for New Orleans. And, you know, he just made a spectacular play. And, you know, you say he didn't shoot it well. He, he shot it great. He just didn't make a three. Yeah. Uh, and maybe took a couple more than he needed to. Uh, but remember, this is a guy who played a, a real game in eight months. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, for him to be able to lead a team back in 24, you know, I, I, I'm not here to nitpick him because yeah. I thought he was brilliant. And as I said during the broadcast, you know, he's one of those guys that every half he's going to make three or four plays that make you just say, wow, you know, because there just aren't many talents uh, that have ever played the game uh, the way this young man can. And, uh, you know, it it was a huge boost for that group to win a game when they dealt with so much adversity, as you talked about the struggles to make shots, especially in that second quarter. Yep. Yeah, we're talking to Greg Anthony. He's the analyst for TNT. He was on the call last night, Grizzlies and Pelicans, and we appreciate you carving out just a couple of minutes here. A couple more, Greg. Uh, this team has not offered much outside of John Moran in last night's game. Desmond Bain has really, I and mean, he needs to take the shots, and his, so does Jaron, but that's about it. The roster seems thin after those two. What do you see from this roster outside of Ja? Because we saw it up close and personal for 25, and I think we know what the results are. Is there, is there, what, what is your take on the, or, or what do they have to offer besides those three? Uh, well, listen, that, that's a lot to offer. <laughs> you talk about those three. Yeah. I mean, you I know. Got both guys in, in terms of Triple J and, and Desmond Bain are having the best offensive years of their career. Uh, and, and so I, I look at it from the flip of now that you've got those three guys, now you don't have to ask guys to do things they're not comfortable doing. You know, you're going to get Luke Kennard back to give you some three-point shooting. You're going to get Marcus Smart back, who's also a terrific player that I think will impact their roster. Uh, so they've got plenty. The question is, do they – is there enough time? You know, I mean, we say that even though they got 56 games left, but, you know, they got a lot of ground to make up and they got a lot of teams to pass. And you get in the second half of the season, you know, you're all playing Western Conference foes, right? And so it makes it a little bit more of a challenge. You could play great basketball and just still not be able to make up the deficit that was created because of not just his absence, but you talked about it, you know, no Stephen Adams yep. all year, you know, uh, Clark's out all year. So, you know, you, you, you have enough. I just don't know if you have enough time. That, that's what we're going to find out. Did you get a sense of? I mean, you can, you can tell, or well, at least watching it on TV, I could, I could tell that from the outset of the game, just how much more, for lack of a better word, how much more competent as a basketball team they looked with Jaw yeah. on the floor, and it felt like everybody just had their chest out a little higher and their shoulders <laughs> held a little higher yeah. with him out there. Can you sense that? Like, with the entire team and the guys who have been having to be asked 
to do much bigger roles and clearly by their record unsuccessfully yeah. in those roles. Can you sense that watching like with John out like the, the the whole team has a different confidence level with him being there? Absolutely. And you know, you, you guys will talk about this as analysts we talk about, you know, your best players making people better. It's not just the actual tangible plays they make, it's the, the psychological plays in terms of instilling confidence and, and a belief in guys because now you're not asking guys to do things they're not comfortable doing. You know, like you look at their second unit in the second quarter, when he's not out there, you, you're asking guys to do things that they're not comfortable doing. And any coach will tell you that's a recipe for a disaster. So, listen, you take off the, you know, the type of talent he is, you take that level of talent off of any team, and they're going to struggle. I, I don't care who they are. So, uh, kudos to them. They, you know, they never stop fighting. Remember, they're still a top-five defensive team coming into that game. So, you know, their defense has been there. They just didn't have enough offensively, and getting him back will make a huge difference, and it's going to make for an, ex- an exciting stretch here uh, as we get ready to go towards the new year. Yeah, I mean, we're excited. This is a jolt of energy for the city. I'm not going to lie, Greg. And I appreciate you carving out time. I know you're traveling and ripping and running. Uh, Before we let you go, I was telling JR off the air, I'm a UNLV grad, so I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, Obviously, you're a champion. Go Rebels, baby. Go Rebels. Go Rebels. I I know you didn't get your son to go there, but that's okay. It's okay. Uh, (laughs) He's had a good career, and it's worked out nicely for both of y'all. But I know I had forgotten you played with that expansion team. What was that like getting drafted by Vancouver and you had to leave New York and you go up to Vancouver? This is before Memphis time now. Um, what was that whole experience like? I had to remind him you were a first not a first rounder two times actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, the city of Vancouver was incredible. Uh, that experience was awesome. Uh, but as you guys just witnessed the last 25 games, losing sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't Amen. Who you are. Yeah. If you're losing a lot of games, your dinner doesn't taste as good. Yeah. You don't yeah. your family quite as much. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's a it's a challenge, man. Amen. But I, I did I did love the experience there. I made a lot of wonderful friends. It's a great part of the uh, yeah, of the it world. Is. It's beautiful. City. And, yeah, it's uh, nice. Yeah, I, I was excited to be a part of that, and 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 now to see that you know the Grizzlies are. Yep, on their way back. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yep. Thanks for taking a couple of minutes, Greg. You're doing us a big favor here, and uh, congratulations on all the success at TNT and everywhere. It seems like you're a, you're a busy and in demand person. So thanks for doing it for us in Memphis. Yeah. Hey, my pleasure, man. Looking forward. I'll have you guys a few more times this year. So I'm excited to see you. Very Love excited. Thanks, Greg. Glad to have you back in the grindhouse. Thanks, Greg. All right. Take care, guys. You got it. That's Greg Anthony from TNT. He was on the call last night. Uh, yeah. For the Memphis Grizzlies. And he wouldn't be talking to us if they lost that That's game. exactly right. <laughs> if, they, if, if that 24-point deficit in the second quarter would have continued, yeah. I don't think we would have had him. I sent the text very quickly. <laughs> and, I, you know, when you're a guest booker and yeah. you're in this business, you yeah. do it with a tiptoe text. Yeah. And it, I think his eyes brightened up when I said it was Memphis. Sure. And so appreciate Greg coming on. I'm, I'm, I'm enamored by Greg because... In 1990 and 91, there were some late nights spent watching ESPN and inside fireworks oh, yeah. at the Thomas and Mack Center watching his team um, win the championship in 90. It doesn't get any better than that. So shout out to uh, to Greg for joining us. Take that. What do you think of his thoughts on uh, on the whole deal? I, he thought I was being too critical, I think, of the roster outside of the top three. It's just because of the roles he well, basically just, points it out. Basically, I think it's the roles. I mean, yeah. it's. I don't think – I don't – at this point, I think we've all pretty settled that yeah. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. are phenomenal basketball players. Yeah, they just not might not be enough to carry an entire team when you have to surround them with uh, second, third, and fourth yeah. level players. Like they, they, they're just 
But if you mix them with jaw and they get back into a role they're comfortable with, yeah. as in like just your 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 second in in line, mm-hmm. that suddenly it 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 changes everything. And I I mean you can just see it the the way they carry themselves on the floor. Yeah, is so different when jaw's on the floor. Well, and it's wild when you see a player like Desmond Bade defer. And he's an he is an all star cal. I know I'm biased because I'm like the biggest Desmond Bain fan ever. But like he's the caliber of player that should be taking the last shot. And he's like we gotta yeah. Jaws doing this. Yes. Well, I mean, listen, Clay Thompson is awesome, but yeah. Clay Thompson is awesome because he plays on the on the same team as Steph Curry. Right. You know, it's a similar thing. Desmond Bain is awesome. But Desmond Bain is way more awesome when he's on a team with John Morant. I am sad a little bit how putrid the the role players look on this team when they have to step up a little bit without Ja. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah. I know I'm saying an obvious thing there, but it's like I was just struck by. I thought this team would be 500 ish with those 25 I games. And by the way, I think we're going to see a 500 team possibly with Ja. Yeah, that was the goal we talked about in the first hour. Yeah, but like, I guess you just as a fan you talk yourself into this when you draft a six nine. You know, guy at 16 or whatever, or David Roddy, you're like, well, they will have two round picks. I have two first round yeah. picks. I guess they know what they're doing. I thought 500 without Jaw was like, that is dream scenario. That's the best. That's the best. And I thought 5 and 20 was the worst. Yeah. And they, and they, yeah, they, they you got were right. really close to the worst. We're beyond right, I really bro. thought they'd be more in the losing record, yeah. but not like disaster zone. And then they, they, they found themselves in disaster zone. And so it is a bummer yeah. that, the, that like the role players have not, been, like, they have not stepped up. Like they have not really, shot well. They have really done a wanted lot of more out of Santi Aldama. And yeah. here's the thing: is that I think he's yeah. in his role when your players are healthy. He, I think he's going to be good in his role yeah. with a healthy roster. But when you ask him to elevate that, that's just I think it may be just out of his skill set yep. of what he can do. And so you know, Greg, he might have balked at the roster because if you just if you start naming mm-hmm. the roster from the top, well, then the roster is pretty dead gum good if yes. you include all the injured guys. I want to, uh, but we don't have the injured guys; <laughs> they're injured. <laughs> yeah, and and this, you know, especially when you don't have Stephen Adams, I think you and I said it best in the first hour when we said that's as catastrophic for your team. It's as huge, the jo- not not as John ja Morant because he's not a closer like Ja. Yep, but it does affect the whole deal. It affects everything. Right. It affects Jaron Jackson. Yeah. Jaron Jackson's best role is when he's of, of playing power forward mm-hmm. and can go chase down blocks because he doesn't have to worry about rebounding. He's yeah, got he's a not trying to. Foot yeah, massive right. Australian dude or New Zealand. Was he New Zealand or Australia? I think New Zealand. New South Zealand there. guy. He's yeah. a Kiwi. That's right. That's it. When you have that guy behind Mate. you, well, I can go. I can go sw- try to swat yeah. everything because he's going to get the rebound, and I don't have to set a screen on anybody because he's going to set the screen. That's fair. So not only does it make you know, obviously, job makes people better, mm-hmm. but. Jaron Jackson is one of your most important players on your team, and the guy who makes him better is Steven Adams, right. and you're missing that. And so they're just like how catastrophic this is. Their injuries and it's suspensions been a, it's have been, been a lot of it's one on top of the other. I don't I don't kill. I mean, you do you. They deserve the front office deserves criticism for letting legit mm-hmm. bona fide NBA players leave. And thinking they can outsmart everybody by dra- by moving up and drafting and trading away things to to draft some of the guys they've drafted, um, like Laravia. Um, and I mean, David Roddy's okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just asked to do too much right now, and so I, I they deserve that. However, the top seven of the roster, yep, is really good. They just don't have them at their disposal. Here's some good news, um, and this is a 
this is not somebody that I've got verified on Twitter, but there's a report that Brandon Clark could return as early as the All-Star break. Really? Yes. He getting that Aaron Rodgers treatment? I don't know, <laughs> but I am snake bitten after listening to Aaron Rodgers talk about how, how I mean, he's getting back on the field. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. We're going to do the rundown still at one o'clock. I know we usually do it at noon. We're going to do it at one. But I, I mean, um, I'll, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll I say don't this know. though: it, it, yes, it'd be great to have Brandon back by the All Star break. That's yep. cool. But I, I wouldn't expect anything from him. Yeah, what's the hurry at this point? I mean, just it takes a while to get even when you even when you're medically cleared. Yeah. you're still not right. It's right. a, that's like a two-year injury. It really is to be right, right. To I mean, be right, right, right. I mean, even guys that come off ACLs, that like it takes two years. You're ish. you're cleared yeah. after nine months. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're going to come back right. Like it, just getting mentally, getting your head to not think about when I jump. Yep. How am I going to land? Just to get, just to play, yes. and not think about your like how you. It's just. That's that's human you nature. Gotta get, you got to get used to the system. You got to get used to yes. the speed of the game. We even saw Jaw last night struggling with being back in an NBA yes. game for playing thirty five minutes. So even take away the right. physical part of just coming back from mm-hmm. an Achilles tear uh, with Brandon Clark, just getting mentally right to yep. be to be able to do it and, and not without a preseason mm-hmm. to come back into the fold where it's you're in to yeah immediately it's supposed to be going at hundred miles an hour. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect a lot. Of, it would be great to have him, but I wouldn't. I, I would. I you would don't. Look. You're not. It's not like Josh. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah Josh's yeah. healthy. Yeah. He was just. He's been playing. It's not like he's coming off an injury. He's just. And that's get the his... thing, right? You're still having to ramp up, even though you're healthy, he because you're no, not he, with the team. You're not time. playing games, Dan. He ain't yeah. got time to ramp up. <laughs> no. There's no time to ramp <laughs> up. I was thinking it the whole game. Um, it's 11:52. You've got Jason and John, and filling in for those guys. Uh, it's Jr. Moore. That's him. That's I'm, me. I'm Brad Carson over here. Those are the voices you're hearing today. Guys, taking a few extra days off. Uh, as we approach the holidays. Today was a good day to be on the radio, though, because of not only the Virginia win, but this Memphis Grizzlies-John Morant win. And after the game, I wanted this is the last thing on this before we get to the rundown. I wanted to uh, go over what Ja, what happened after the game. and kinda, yep. Because yesterday, people were still crapping on Ja, it felt like. It felt like it was this, it, it felt a lot like when he got the 25 suspend the, the games and people were trying to teach him lessons and how they were trying to manipulate his life mm-hmm. through the through the airwaves. I've tried not to do that. I mean, it's easy to say, don't do that. It's like your dad, you know, stick your finger in a light socket once, don't do it twice. <laughs> but after the game, Josh said, here's a quote, I kept receipts too. I kept receipts, Morant shouted. Respect the game at a high volume as the speaker is his locker at the media center for the Grizzlies. Had a joyous locker room after the game. That was the scene. Yep. I kept receipts. This is what Michelle Smallman who, all due respect, is the national show that we carry on 92.9. This is sort of an outsider's perspective, and I want to get your thoughts on it. This is what she said about Ja keeping receipts. I was a little surprised that he would say something like, I've kept receipts. You've kept receipts for what? You're the one that put yourself in this situation. This was a product of your own making. So who are you keeping receipts from yourself? And I know he was very emotional in the moment. Sometimes when we're very hyped up, we react a certain way. We say certain things, but that kind of gave me a little bit of pause too, just to think, who are you blaming for this situation? Usually when you say I kept receipts, it's I'm paying attention to all you people doubting me or people that put me at a deficit in some way. For John Morant, he's the only person to blame for the situation that he found himself in. That is from Unsportsmanlike on 92.9 FM ESPN, Michelle Smallman. And that was not the opinion, by the way, of the whole crew. That was Michelle's take on hearing the receipts thing. And to that, I would say, you clearly don't live in Memphis. You don't understand the city. You don't understand what motivates Ja. 
He is not talking about receipts from his 25-game no, suspension or the this NBA. This is a terrible take. This is a terrible take. And love you, but that ain't what he's talking about. What he's talking about is the stuff that our friend Anthony Singh was talking about when he asked Ja about players being ranked ahead of him in the yes. ESPN Top 50, Top 100 poll. Yes. There are it, two separate things. He's talking about not being part of the conversation of one of the best players in the league anymore and that he's become somewhat of a – not somewhat. He's become a meme – that of like of gun jokes, right? Uh, all the time, and that he's not a basketball player. He's a he's a fake thug. Yes. That's the receipt keeping. I what is her her I take? Under, her I take is unsportsmanlike. I, that is an unsportsmanlike <laughs> take. That is exactly right. A, the, this this that's is the smartest guy in the room. The the truth or smartest is, girl in the room. The truth is, I bet it's hard. Those are when Josh says those are hard days. Those gotta be the hard days, man. Like. And I also, I pray that he doesn't totally lose uh, what his his joy of the game. And by that, I mean a little bit of trash talking goes a long when way. He, when he too small, what's the guy's name? The guard that's really good defensively, oh, Al- Alvarado. A, yeah, Alvarado, the kid from Georgia Tech. Man, yeah. when he too smalled him, or yeah. too little him, like, I, people, I was like, fans love that. I, I, I worried. I was like, oh god, this but is I think first you need back. that. You need he, that. Ain't gonna stop. <laughs> We're bro. down by twenty four. Like, no. the first game back. I, and you know and what? It's not gonna stop. And, that ain't and gonna stop. Kudos to him because he backed it up. This team has played best when they did that last year. Yeah. Short of Dylan Brooks in the playoffs against LeBron. Yep. But I think there's a happy medium sometimes. I was a little, and I saw Harrington's tweet immediately where um, T. Morant um, was courtside yep. with Devontae Pack. Yep. And I heard somebody say yesterday, I don't know who it was, it was, it was on ESPN. They're like, how about using the box instead of having them courtside? courtside? I hear you. Mm-hmm. But that ain't who they are. That it's is not. not that is not what Jaws family is about. That is not. That ain't. That ain't the deal, man. We're nope. courtside. Yeah, we're gonna be a unit. We're gonna be a family. We're gonna be cheering you on, just like we did before. Except we're not gonna have guns on the internet. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, fingers just, crossed. Because I mean, to to be fair, he's. he's he didn't break any laws. It's he not didn't like, in Tennessee. Are proud about their gun toting people. It's not like you're. It's not like he's keeping the the company of criminals. If it were a shotgun, would he have gotten away with it? Because if he were just duck hunting, yes, of course. Like, think about that for a second. Like, I go, I go uh, quail like, hunt. Like, if Devontae Pack would have been driving an F one fifty, and they had a deer back there with him. Dead deer, a dead deer with a gun. Yeah, and then he had a, and he had, a, and he had a, he had a. He would rifle. not be in trouble. No. But he, the way he yielded the way he a pistol, it. I yeah. actually have taken shots of myself in a field after going <laughs> dove hunting. That right. is fact. Yes. I've put them on the internet. Yeah. And I did not get in trouble with my boss. No, no. I mean, listen, it, it was not a good look. I'm not going to say it was a good look. It was irresponsible. Especially, I think especially stick do me once, do me twice, because they, were, they were all about the perception on that the first that's time. That's what it is. It was. Yeah. It, it's that... So soon afterwards, it's like, oh, well, you didn't learn it. And I know this is a little bit of revisionist history. I just think this this take from Michelle brings us way too far back to where last night was not. That was not what last night was about. No. Last night was about remembering who and, – and he, they even had a tough game. Like, it wasn't a great game from them. They, he pulled them out of the fire. Yes. That's what that was about to me. I mean, publicly, he has not made – he has not come back – or or made excuses no. or even argued against his twenty five game suspension. No, now, he hasn't. Listen, it, it's it 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 could be privately. 
He's like, this is F the them. biggest load yeah. of crap yeah. I have ever heard in my life. Mm-hmm. But they have made a choice yep. to publicly, I accept it. That, yeah. Or maybe he does feel like this was good for me. And and I needed, I had some growing up to do, right. and this was, I, you know. Well, and I think listen, this is. The best lesson is when you learn yes. it the hard way. Well, and that's the word, so the word is contrite. It, yeah. you, you want, we use the word contrite because it's like the kid who says, I won't do it, and then they do it again, so they get in trouble the second time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.